Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm back with Craig McDonald, co-founder and co-owner of mm. New Strength mm. and my sidekick on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Made the, uh, I'm, B, I'm B1 and you're B2, obviously. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Made the five-step commute from the office right there back That's right. to we the round a, table. Had a bit of a stop start. There was someone getting arrested, bloody police car, yeah. going nuts. We're getting ready to go to Sydney tomorrow. Mm. We've dropped the dogs off to um, Uncle Benny mm. and Auntie Paulina's house. Craig's so happy. Yeah. Because he just has a love-hate relationship with poor Henry. Anyone who has a sausage dog will Craig understand, don't you think? Poor Henry, yeah. Yeah. No, everyone I uh, talked to, I actually bumped into a lady yesterday and she had two of them. And I was like, oh, you've got a Dapple. What's it like? And she's like, oh, so full on. They're just relentless. Like, yeah. I just don't <laughs> stop. And I'm like, yep, I feel your pain. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. He does love Henry. I don't. <laughs> you do love Henry. <laughs> He doesn't. I love Winston. I fucking yeah. love Winston. I'll do anything for that dog. But Henry. Anyway. Moving on. Today's podcast is about tracking. And I'm tracking my food, but I'm not getting the results that I want. Mm. And we thought we'd just talk about some of the, um, I guess, issues we see with women when they're tracking or, you know, what potentially they could be, what could be going wrong, I guess, and why they're not getting the results that they want, some of the things that we see. Mm. So I guess maybe to start with, Craig, talk a bit about, you know, why tracking accurately is important when you have a specific goal. For example, someone comes to us, they want to lose body fat or they want to lose weight, so they need to eat in a calorie deficit. Yes. So just talk about quickly why that's important. Yeah, so when you think about, like, I want to lose weight or I want to get in shape, most people have a, a, a rough idea of what body weight that might be and what that kind of looks like in the mirror, right? Maybe how many dress sizes down. There's always going to be an objective metric there in which they're trying to achieve. So the best way to kind of look at tracking is if you want an objective result, then you, use to, you, then you need to use objective metrics in order to make sure that you are indeed getting that result, right? We do that in every other facet of our life, right? If we have a, a budget, right, and we, you know, we, we want to go and buy a $100,000 car and we only make $50,000 a year, well, that's out of our budget and we're not going to buy that. That doesn't make sense. We're going to buy something within our budget. But we only know that if we track our finances and know how much we're coming in, how much we're spending per week and what we've got left over. Tracking calories is the exact same thing. If you want to go from you know, 80 kilos down to 65 kilos, you know, lose X amount of body fat percentage and lose X amount of dress sizes, you need to track the variables that are conducive to getting that result. And we always talk about a calorie deficit being the thing that is what's needed in order to, you know, lose the weight. And the only way you're knowing if you're actually staying in a calorie deficit and seeing that loss is if you're tracking the, the calories, right? Mm -hmm. What you're sticking down your neck each and every day. And it was so funny. I, I got a, a message on Instagram um, the other day um, from a guy and he was just talking about, hey, look, you know, I've been eating a pro-metabolic diet for, you know, a while now and my partner's also doing that. And, you know, like, 
you know, I'm just not losing weight. I'm doing, and he rattled off all the things he's doing. He's like, I'm doing the liver, I'm doing the oysters, I'm eating this. You know, I've started doing some strength training. My sleep's gotten better. Like, I'm feeling really good. Like, my energy's better. Um, you know, but I just can't shift the weight. I don't know what I'm doing. I went and had some blood tests. My my T3 and T4, my, 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 my thyroid, it's all a bit sluggish, whatever that means. Um, you know, I just, I just don't understand. I know I probably need, maybe I need to take some thyroid or whatever. And I just simply reply back. I'm like, do you track your calories? And he was just like, oh no, I've just sort of started doing that, but I haven't really done that. And I'm like, you're, you're going around in circles doing all of these things, except the one thing that's actually going to make the difference. And this is why so many people get confused and why I believe so many people and even experts in this field of nutrition believe that calories don't matter you know dr jason fung if you ever want to look him up on youtube and listen to the absolute dribble that comes out of his mouth he's like there are thousands of people who who, you know look at calories and believe calories are the thing and none of them can lose weight and it's just like your ability to to understand exactly how much you're eating like way measure your foods and and put it into a a meal plan structure that you enjoy and that you can stick to Mm is the key to that long-term success like it's really not that hard to grasp i just i don't even know why we're still even having arguments about this anymore but i think though you know women just don't know you know no, like no, no, no like, i agree with that yeah, but yeah, i mean yeah. the fundamental point of going well calories just doesn't matter because people do it all the time and i'm like well they're, they're clearly just doing it wrong yeah like it's the law of thermodynamics you can't create energy out of nothing like you need to eat those calories which creates the energy if you eat too much your weight goes up if you eat less your weight goes down yes there are some compounding factors if you have hypothyroidism or some sort of um you know uh, a thyroid related issue yes that that will down regulate what your actual maintenance calories would be but that doesn't mean you still can't lose it it just means you need to diet a little bit harder but that's Again, depending on context, context there's a lot of nuances in that, but that mightn't always be the smart approach. But a lot of the time, most people are just really under-muscled. So yeah. if you have to get to this point where you have to diet so hard, it's just like, well, how are you doing? Are you just dieting, doing cardio, or just doing some exercise, but not actually trying to actively grow muscle? What's your protein intake like? There are a couple of really simple changes can, that can make a massive difference. And they're often the easiest to implement and, and the ones that are most overlooked. And, you know, certainly in this case for this particular person who I was talking about before, that they were doing a lot of things really well. They were eating all the right foods. They'd started some strength training. They were getting improving their sleep habits. You know, they were walking every day. It was fantastic. Just measure that stuff. Measure the calories. Measure your training, whatever. And then it becomes very apparent if you are heading in the right direction or not. And if you're not, then you can only manipulate how much you eat because that's what's going to control your body weight how much muscle you can put put on which is ultimately how you're doing your strength training mm. you know how much the thermic effect of food can have so making sure you're hitting protein target you know and then just your general activity levels which will obviously help with you know just managing body weight plus a lot of other health markers but th- there's only really four things and then obviously getting enough sleep at night mm. but all of these things are easy to implement and they're very easy to track and they're the only things that actually matter when it comes to you you know getting to this objective goal that you want i think though you know like uh, when we talk about calories and you know a deficit you're not saying that what you also eat doesn't matter because it does matter too from a nutrient point of view absolutely but i think people go like oh it's this one extreme or the other which is it's not it's it's and i think you know that's one of the things that i was so grateful to learn from you and from emma is 
the calories and the macros matter. Mm-hmm. What you eat also matters. Yes. It all matters. Yes. You know, so yeah. it's really, in- it's intentional eating. Yes. So we're eating for a specific goal. You know, we're eating specific foods to get specific nutrients that are going to help, um, you know, keep us healthy and support yeah. good metabolic function and balanced hormones. You know, so it's ev- it's everything together that actually matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're, you're right. Like some people just... Only focus on one thing, yeah. right? So you could eat 1,800 calories of just McDonald's. Yeah. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. No. <laughs> right? No. You would lose weight yeah. if that was a deficit for you. Yeah. However, you're probably missing out on a lot of nutrients. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But th- there was, uh, I think Dr. St- uh, Stu Phillips' lab did it where he, he only ate McDonald's for 30 days, I think. And then there was another guy, I can't, I can't remember, maybe that was Stu Phillips, but he did the, just the Twinkie only, he just ate Twinkies for like two weeks. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, but, but relative to his body weight and yeah, his lost. activity, they, they created a calorie deficit just by doing those foods and he lost weight. And it's so funny when a lot of people read this and they're like, yeah, that's great that he lost weight, but how did he feel and what was his metabolic... Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, hold on a minute. Yeah. That's not, that wasn't the purpose of that. It was purely just to show that calories do matter Yes. to a point of losing weight. But then if we're going that step further, which is ultimately what we want to do and try and optimise how we're actually living and how we're feeling, you know, what's our energy, our mood, you know, our menstrual cycles, our recovery mm. from training, our ability to sleep correctly, our, our digestion, you know, what's our skin health like? Like all of these things, yes, that's where the quality of food is absolutely going to matter. But calories are still king, depending on what your goal is, is weight, gain, weight loss or weight gain, but how you make up those calories equally is equally as important. And I think too on the flip side of it is there's eating too much, but there's also undereating. Yes. So like I was that per- woman who always was the undereater. You know, I've never been fat. Mm. Like the, the, the heaviest I've ever been is probably 75 kilos when I was powerlifting and I had m- way more muscle, way more body yeah. fat too, but way more muscle. Yeah. But so, that was after you'd learned all this, before you'd, yeah, you'd understand that, this yeah. point. You but were I, just but I wasn't, tiny. I was tiny. I was yeah. so tiny, you know, and I would starve myself. Mm. Um, and can, can, actually, just yeah. on that, can I ask you a question? Back then, when you were doing that, what was your protein intake like? I don't even know. I can't remember. Right, but yeah. remember when you were just doing like the tuna and apples? Oh, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Maybe a hundred grams. Who knows? Yeah, I don't okay. know because so I didn't track. Pro- I didn't track. Yeah. There were times when I tracked. But but you would and say that likely. Yeah. No one, you, you were probably on the lower end of protein. Yes, definitely, intake. definitely. Yeah. And the lower end of calories. Yeah. And I also think too, you know, remember when we owned the gym? So this is when we sort of first had met Emma and we started changing our diet and strength training and I decided to compete. Yes. Remember? Yeah. So I was eating all of the right foods and getting the right nutrients in, but I wasn't – because I dieted for like seven months. Yeah. And towards the end when I was very lean, remember mm. I couldn't sleep, my yeah. cycle had no period. Yeah. I was so moody. So mm. even though I was eating the right types of food and getting nutrients in, I wasn't getting adequate enough. nutrients yes. or adequate energy. Yeah. So energy balance matters. Yes. Either not eating enough – eating too much, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's, you know, that's why it's a bit frustrating, I think, with some people and they say that it doesn't matter. It does. Mm. It it, it it makes a huge difference on both ends of the scale. Yeah. And I I hate using the the example of, you know, certainly from a weight loss perspective, you know, it's like, well... (laughs) Go look up any third world country, yeah. You know any any African Ethiopia or something like that. Like look at pictures. You don't see any overweight people there. 
Why? Because they're all starving. Yeah. There Obviously, we're not saying that we should, you should no, do this. No, and it's yeah. an extreme example. But when yeah. people are just like, I'm doing everything, I'm eating less, yeah. I'm just not losing weight. I'm like, it's just an impossibility. Yeah. And this is where I think the tracking and the accuracy comes in. So yes. let's talk about some of the, yes. you know, areas where we see women, as Dazza would say. Mm. Sheila's. Cocking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, it's all good. You know, you don't know these things until you start doing it and then you learn. And I think sometimes you have to go through a bit of this process to realize, okay, fuck, you know, I have been messing this up. And then sometimes it's just about being really honest with yourself. So I think let's talk through the the different areas where we see the Sheila's cocking up. So I think first one is not weighing food. Not weighing food. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just don't know, like... You can maybe eventually well, when you get to well, maintenance. I, I, I think there's a step before that. Yeah. I think just planning out your food and understanding what food you want to eat. I think weighing the food is first. I disagree. Well, look, let's talk about weighing, not weighing the food first. Then we can talk about that. No. Because I'm right, you're wrong. I think a lot of like women say to me when they join the program, do I have to get a set of food scales? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. And look, yeah. we're not saying that you have to track and measure your food and weigh it forever because I, I have like a hybrid method now. Mm-hmm. I track and measure during. Oh, the, hybrid method. I call oh, it the hybrid method, you know. You come up with that. <laughs> but it's a combination oh, of tracking Look and not out, tracking, you know. It's the hybrid method. <laughs> but, you know, like once you. probably you, stole that off a Alex Hormozy video oh, I don't or know. something. It just know. came to me while we were talking. But I think, you know, when, once you get to the maintenance point and you've been doing this long enough, you'll have, you know, like I'll prep and plan food for the week to make sure I'm eating enough and I've got everything ready to go because we're so busy. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends, you know, we, we go out a lot. At the mm. moment, we've been going out heaps. I don't track that. Yeah. But I don't need to because I don't have any specific goals and I mm. don't need to worry and measure it. I can eyeball it and, you know, I know how much that I need to eat. I'm in tune with my body's hunger signals and I can look at food and go, okay, well, that's a fuck ton of fat or am I getting enough protein? So I think women, if they're listening to this, this is an incredible skill that you need to learn that you won't have to always do forever. So don't think you have to be so specific and so accurate for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I think the, the number one thing is weighing food. So like you have no idea really how much something actually weighs, mm-hmm. like a piece of steak, like butter. Fats are really easy to overconsume. So yeah. would you agree that you have to weigh your food initially? Yeah, you, you have, have to. to. And there's actually a presentation in our coaching course that I did on that where there was a few studies, one in particular where they took 10 – everyday people and then 10 dietitians and they got them to track their food for two weeks and then the the dietitians just ad-libbed it and then they swapped for the next two weeks so the the average joe's just tracked all their food and and the, the dietitians just ad-libbed it and the, the 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 difference in what people thought they were eating and what they actually were eating was an average of up to like 1500 calorie difference and even with the dietitians, you know, that their average was around sort of like six to seven hundred calories difference. Mm. So these are the professionals, the people that most people go to in order to get nutrition advice and meal planning and whatever. So even when they were doing it, they would still get it wrong. So if you've never spent any time actually understanding, you know, what actual food portions are volume. and what what yeah, yeah what volume it, and what 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 macros of certain foods are what, like you you just you, don't, you you're don't never going to get there. You like you, you're just not. Like it, it, it's it would be like someone asking me to go and work at SpaceX and start building rockets. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Where do I even start? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong. So it's 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 very similar in the, in the fact that you have to be prepared to start at the bottom and and just and just accept that it's going to take you probably three to six months to really get a solid hang of you know 
understanding what food is, what food's going to work best for you, how you actually structure it in a day that works for your schedule and then allows you to hit those macro and, and calorie targets, you know. And, and I, I, I think it's, it's just you have to be willing to just take your time with that because you, you're going to stuff it up. Yeah, and I think too, like, it is totally worth it. Like, be disciplined with this initially Mm. and you will have so much freedom. You know, like, we've talked about this a lot now because this is the most undisciplined I think I've been for a very long time. When I say undisciplined, it's not – I still follow the principles, but I, you know, haven't been hitting my numbers in training. I've just been maintaining my training. I've not been tracking my food on the weekends. We've had a lot of social events. Yeah. But I've maintained my weight. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. I am exactly the same. Because I can look at food and know, you know, that's how many, roughly how many grams of protein that I need to eat to get, to get enough protein for the day. Yep. You know, I know what to order when we go out. So I think if you, and I don't feel any restriction. I don't feel like I'm restricted at all. You know, I feel like we can go out and enjoy dinners. I can have a few drinks every now and then and it doesn't worry me at all. Yes. So I think for the time and effort that you need to put in at the start to get that freedom at the end, it's totally worth it. So I think number one, weighing the food. Number two, I think is tracking on the fly yes. and having too much variety. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. They're, and again, and again we're, not, they're we're not... Two, they're two separate points well, on there. Well, <laughs> well, well let's, let's talk about tracking on the fly. Yeah. Why that's not so optimal. Yeah, yeah. so th- there was a big thing kind of back in the sort of late 2000s where it was just the if it fits your macros where they're like, you can have whatever you want, you've just got to hit these macro targets. Here's your protein, carbon, fat, you just do it how you want. And what that did was kind of set people up for this on-the-fly type tracking. They're like, oh, I know there's a sushi bar downstairs from work, you know, I'll go there for lunch, and then, you know, I know there's this other thing that I can have, and I've got this stuff at home, and I can just wing it on it every time I want to do something, they'll pull out the app and barcode scan, whatever it is, and just add it in and make it work. And... The reality is I've never actually seen anyone do that well, mm. certainly not for extended periods of time. You know, so sure, there's always going to be times where you, you get stuck or you get caught in situations where you've just got to try and make it work. But that, if you're planning ahead, that should be very rare. Mm. But a lot of people were actually living their, their whole life based around this model. And it, it just failed epically because what ultimately ended up happening was they were making poor quality food choices because it, be, it become a game of what shit can I eat today and make it work and still mm. get to my goals as opposed to, you know, planning ahead and, and you know, making better food choices. So it went too far down that road. Um, plus there, there was also a big thing where when people did that for long enough, they got sick of it because it become a, they, they, it's they quite had stressful, I think. Well, they, they had so much decision fatigue yeah. because every single meal they were like, oh, what am I going to have now? What's around here? You know, what, what can I have this? I could go this. Could I scan that in? Oh, no, that's going to be too much. What if I try this? What? I, oh, man, what a giant waste of time. Could you imagine doing that? That'd that would be so stressful. Me but I bonkers. also think, too, it's just too much room for error. Yeah, that's why. Like it's just yeah, even just, even all yeah. those other things aside, yeah. you're not going to be in that calorie deficit anymore because no. you're not being able to track accurately. And I think no. that's probably not a true representation of the clients that we work with. Like they no. would probably not be doing that. No, definitely but, not. But I think definitely I see a lot of women that. in our challenge. Like they're not proactively planning ahead. They're yes. putting things in the in on the fly. They'll yeah. get to the end of the day like fuck. I've got to eat like 80 grams of protein. You know, yeah, and five or, grams of carbs. Yeah, and yeah. there's just too much. There's too much. And I think when you have so much variety. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have variety, but I think if you have a fat loss goal, whenever I've done a fat loss phase, yeah. I just see the same thing most yeah. days because yeah. it's easy. It reduces yeah. that decision fatigue, yeah. reduces that room for error. And yeah. then, like I said, once you get to maintenance, 
open it up, have more variety. You're still going to follow the same principles and plan ahead, but I think there's just too much room for error. Like we see it all the time, don't we, when people dial it in yep. and get more consistent with, um, you know, eating more similar things day to day, then, yeah, they can hit their macros. I think the other thing too, and this is not even from a, from a accuracy perspective and hitting that deficit, but just with the women that we work with, like balancing their blood sugar. Like if you're planning on the fly yes. and it doesn't, you don't have to follow an exact macro split for each meal, but you just want to make sure that you have, you know, it's relatively evenly balanced protein, carbs and fat, you know, like good serve of protein, you know, whatever, you know, balancing your macros um, and eating regularly because it's going to mean more stable energy, you know, you're less likely to binge eat. You know, I just think a lot of the women that we work with, like me, they would skip meals and then end up, eating fuck all all day and then you just end up in a pizza and a tub of ice cream at the night. Whereas if you actually plan ahead, have a decent breakfast, set yourself up for the day, have a few more well-balanced meals, you get to the your dinner and you're not starving. Yeah. You're hungry, but you don't like, holy shit. Yes. I need to eat everything inside. Yeah, I think um well like we talk about like within the program that, you know, there's the people that take a reactive approach to their nutrition Mm. and ones that take a proactive approach. And and the proactive approach people always Get them always get the results a lot more efficiently um, with much less stress because they're, they're proactively planning out their food, you know, sticking it in their in their tracker ahead of time, and then just referring to their tracker to know what meal they've already got prepped and they just eat that and, and happy days. When you can get into that rhythm, I, I also truly believe that because our bodies are highly adaptive organisms, if you expose them to the same quantities of the same sort of foods most of the time your body just gets to a point where your digestion and everything just just works more efficiently um and your 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 body weight doesn't fluctuate as much um day to day due to better digestive systems like like for example like if you're eating all these random foods all the time and even though you're making it fit you won't be able to tell what's potentially causing you digestive issues or, or, or giving you some bloating or you know, gas, whatever, think, anything I, like that. I just want to cut in there and say, though, I think if you're relatively healthy, you should be able to eat a variety of foods sometimes and not have, like, severe issues, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. but, but, but what, what we've generally seen is when people take that reactive approach and they do yeah. things on the flight, they generally don't make the best choices. Yeah, and, and a lot of the foods that we generally shit. tell people to prepare, they're, they're not always available at most, you know, or snack bars or restaurants or eatery, where, wherever most people are getting it from. Um, and there's a lot of hidden like oils and different things like that that are potentially with with you know pre-made food. Yeah, it's hard to track food. again. Coming it's, back to it's that, hard it's to really track. hard to track. So it, it's all of a sudden they, they're having some of these issues, and because they're eating so many different things, you can't really pinpoint what's actually happening, and your weight will fluctuate on the daily a lot of the time just because of more increased gut malady you potentially got more food that hasn't been digested Mm. and you jump on the scales the next day and you're like man i'm like a kilo heavier or more and it's like well it's not actually fat gain if all your energy balance is on point it's just because you're you're eating this food that's taking longer to digest and maybe causing you some issues and then all of a sudden you know too much fluctuations but i generally see when people you know eat the same kind of quality for the most part yeah, yeah same sort of structure 
there, there generally tends to be much less fluctuation. I also think too, like when most rooms say, oh, what about the variety? I'm like, I bet you if you tracked your meals for a month, yeah. you'd probably come back to the same 10 to 12 meals. Yeah. Anyway, 100%. so it's like you, yeah. you want all this variety, but you, you're actually only eating these meals. So just pick the things you like and rotate them. Until yeah. you, and, you know, like, and most of the time that's dinner meals because yeah. a lot of women yeah. have, have yeah. kids and they're like, yeah. I need something a little bit more flexible. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Like from a, from a meal plan standpoint, you know, if you're eating five meals a day, it's just like, well, generally those first four meals, breakfast, mm. morning tea, afternoon tea, yeah. you know, whatever, are probably going to be the same because you're in control of those. You don't need to think about anyone else. But dinner time needs to be a little bit different. Yeah. So it's cool. Keep the things, you know, in control. You can fairly the same and then just rotate those. I think that's a really good strategy for most people. Yeah. Um, I think uh, – I was going to say, I think the next one is just – and this is not tra- – this is sort of tracking but not tracking women – Picking at their kids' foods, eating extra spoonfuls of things, yeah. picking at stuff that you're just actually not tracking. And when, you know, you're eating in a small deficit, so 10, say 10%, 10 to 15% of your maintenance calories, that might only be 200 calories. Yeah. So when you're having a sip of this or a lick of that or an extra spoonful of this, those calories can easily add up over the day and then you're at maintenance calories. So I think yep. that's another one. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, that just comes back to the accuracy of tracking, but then mm. subconsciously eating, like you're yeah. prepping food for other people. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'll just lick yeah. the spoon. Yeah, I'll just have got... a bite of this or yeah. eat the leftovers of the kids. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, not being honest with yourself yes. and going out and eating and going, oh, but I am I am being yeah. you know, accurate, but you're not really. And it's, it is – and I'm not saying you should never eat out. No. You know, I talked about that on uh, Instagram today. You know, I think if you do have fat loss goals, you do have to be more strict. You do have to be – uh, you have to plan ahead, you know, like look at the, go ahead, go look at the menu before you go out, you know, pick something, prioritize protein first, you know, don't go for a big carbonara fucking pasta, yeah. you know, like put it into your meal plan, work backwards from that. But then it is still hard. It can be hard, you know, to track. Um, it's very hard to track accurately when you're going out. So I think you have to be mindful of that and factor it into your plan. Yeah. Alcohol too, you know, that's another one. It's all calories. Yes. But again, it's being honest with yourself and going, am I actually truly accurately tracking? Because if we've calculated this as a deficit and you're not losing weight, <laughs> then there's something. Yeah. There's something wrong. Yeah. It, and it usually comes back to the tracking, I think. Like a good example of this is um, one of our clients. We interviewed her on the podcast. She's awesome, Amanda Amanda Batchelor. I listened to her podcast. Um, I remember talking to her on a round table, I think it was, in our program. And she said, oh, you know, when I came into the program, I was eating 1,600 calories and now Craig's got me on 1,900 or something and I'm finally losing weight. And I said, well, you obviously weren't eating 1,600 because he's just increased your calories by 300 and now you're dropping weight. Yeah. I said, how were you tracking? Oh, I wasn't accurately tracking. You know, I wasn't putting some things in. I was guessing things. I wasn't weighing things. So clearly you were eating more. Yeah. And that just comes back to that accuracy yeah. issue, I think. Yeah. And so, some people are just not aware of that. I think yeah. sometimes they, they just believe at times. That they're well, being I, more. Well, if I have this, it's not, surely that it's not can't matter. be that bad. But it does matter. Really. It and does. It, and it's, but again, if you're not, tracking things and you're not you're obviously you know tracking your body weight every day and looking at all these things you, you just you you're completely ignorant to whatever result that you get mm. and then you know that just if that cycle continues to happen that's where i believe more of these sh- extreme diet approaches start to come out because yeah. people go oh look it doesn't work carbs, I've got just don't work. i'm just yeah. gonna start doing keto yeah you know and it's just like yeah of course keto works people see instant results on keto because you cut out all of your carbohydrates 
So you lose all your muscle glycogen and water and that yeah. in itself will just see a weight loss on the scale. But I'm like, there's nothing magical about that process. You've just yeah. got, you could get the same result over time by eating carbs and eating all the food you love. You've just mm. got to be a little bit more accurate with tracking. Mm. So uh, I think at times that, yeah, there has to be an, uh, an extreme ownership around what you're doing and, and realize that you have to kind of play the long game with this because I think because of a lot of the a lot of the extreme diets are set up to see instant results mm. and what you need to to look at is you're going to get all of these improvements around not only your body weight your girth measurements you know if you're training you're seeing your strength training muscle mass um sleep energy uh digestion mood improvements in your menstrual cycle you know skin like all of these things that we all ultimately want and, and, a, and a fantastic when we achieve them, but they're, they're not things that happen overnight. Mm. Like improving your energy level and your digestion, your sleep habit, like these are all things that take time. But I promise you, and, 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 and any person who's gone through this will absolutely agree with this point, is that if you do this for an extended period of time, like really diligently, you'll start to understand you're like, oh, I'm really feeling really good. I'm seeing all these metrics improve. Yep, I'm feeling great. And then you stop doing it just for like seven days mm. and you'll be like, oh my God, is this what I used to feel like? This is a giant slap in the face. God, my mom's so lethargic. I've got no desire to do anything. I'm more mm. irritable. Like I'm not having as many bowel moves. My skin's gone to shit. Like all of these things, if you've tracked all those sort of things for a while, will just like negatively impact every aspect of your life that it will be a giant slap in the face too and you go, I want to, I know what amazing now feels like when I do all these things. I need to get back that. And I've had so many clients over the years that have fallen back into that. And they're like, oh, I'm feeling like shit. What should I do? And I'm like, dude, you've just fallen off the wagon. You've let it go on a little bit. I'm like, yeah. reset. Yeah. Okay. Put in the food. That's right. Start it's getting it, your sleep time. Yeah. What, get consistent. You don't have to go it, in these crazy it, calorie you deficits. Don't need to, should I supplement? Maybe I'll go and no, get some blood. I'm like, no. you don't need to do any of that. <laughs> I just need you to get back to basics. The fundamentals are always key. They're called yeah. fundamentals for a reason. Dull them back in. Ninety yeah. percent of your issues will improve. Then, sure, after a while, if you've still got some making issues, you can go a little bit deeper. But it's just, it's that you know, stepping over hundred dollar bills to pick up nickels at that yeah. point. You know, it's just like <laughs> I'm focusing on all the things that just don't matter. matter in the big big picture. So, yeah. yeah. So I think you know, just to finish off, then our recommendation would be plan ahead yes like honestly it's just it's so much better and you know like if eat eat and this is a strategy that works well for women in our program and even i do and i don't have kids is i'll eat you know this week i've made this beautiful amazing chicken soup with prosciutto and cabbage spinach sorry not cabbage um potatoes bit of cream chicken broth having that for lunch with fruit same, I'm going to eat the same thing for five days. Well, actually, that's a lie because we're going to Sydney. But that's what I would have been eating if we stayed. Yeah. I've made enough for lunch. Yeah. Breakfast is the same every day. Training days, I have my training drink if I train in the morning and have afternoon snack of rice pudding. And on non-training days, I have a different one of yogurt and fruit. You know, it's the same. And then I just rotate the dinner. So I'm having to, I'm still obsessed with tacos. So I'm having, I have tacos a couple of nights. Then I have this like baked potato thing with sp- spicy Mexican mitt. Rick Craig is the same thing because he's a dude. But I just rotate the dinners then and it's easy. And I know what I'm having. I don't have to stress. You know, it just makes it so much easier to be consistent. And all of this food I fucking love. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It's not like anyone say to me, eat crap food that you hate, Kitty, that doesn't taste nice. Um, And I think the other benefit is if you want to be able to eat more food, you need to focus on building muscle, being consistent with nutrition, getting your steps in. Because who doesn't want to eat more food? I love food. Mm. You know? I love food. 
That's so, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> those are our tips. <laughs> Anything else to add, Craig? No, no, no. I, I just, the, the, the two points. Are you, just ask yourself the question, are you being proactive with your nutrition or are you being reactive with your nutrition? And just mm. honestly, conversation. if you're like, no, I spend more time thinking about this and trying to enter this and making things fit or just not prepping your head or whatever, it's just like you're in the reactive yeah. path. And it's just You'll like... you just feel better too. Yeah, you just... Yeah, the, 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 it's just such a stressful way of doing things. And, and we've all got enough stress in our life from other things, works, mm. relationships, kids, whatever it is. Mm. Um, food should be something that you enjoy. And if you set it up right you should have that point where you actually look forward to every single meal that you have mm. of every day mm. and you, you eat this great food that you really enjoy and it also makes you feel really really good it's just like that's that's how you win with nutrition yeah. so be awesome. proactive good one craig thanks for coming <laughs> oh, it's a great pleasure <laughs> Uh, and as always, uh, guys, take a screenshot uh, of the episode um, and share it in the screen stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And each month I pick a winner and they get a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen. And if you're new here or you've been following us for a while, I'll put a link to our seven-day Eat More, Train Less, Get Results challenge below. So in that challenge, we're going to teach you all about energy balance, aren't we, Craig? I'm sure I All am. about tracking macros, Absolutely. training, steps, activity levels, all the basic things that we talk about on um, the podcast so that you can get the body you want in a healthy and sustainable way while eating real food. And we will be back again next week. Mm-hmm.